0: I think there's so many lessons to be learned from just like trading all of this stuff about like making it happen and like not taking no and just you know there's so many other things that aren't just about the trades and I think you don't realize you're going to get when you are like I'm going to trade a bobby pin and you know even now like some of the friendships and like people I've met are like people I never would have met um yeah it's just been awesome.
1: Welcome to Start Yours, a podcast by Oberlo about what it's like to start your own thing. I'm Alicia McCormack. Last episode was all about hustling, cold calling and negotiating to get ahead. And this episode, we're bringing you the ultimate tale of bartering and exchange. Our colleague Alana, who's the content manager at Oberlo, recently featured today's guest Demi from Trade Me Project on the Oberlo blog. Demi started her quest to exchange a bobby pin for a house in May and very quickly dominated TikTok and Instagram with her regular updates on some of the crazy exchanges that she's been making to reach her goal of getting a house. This idea might sound familiar because in 2006, Canadian blogger Kyle MacDonald bartered his way from a single red paperclip to a house in a series of 14 online trades over the course of one year. As you'll hear in this episode, Demi was inspired by Kyle's journey and wanted to explore a modern twist with the use of social media. This is an evolving story that we really look forward to following. But as of this episode's air date in August 2020, Demi has made Made 16 trades, which include margarita glasses, a camera, collectible sneakers, an iPhone, and a car. This week, she's got a 15-inch MacBook Pro to trade, and I cannot wait to see what she gets next. Let's get an introduction from Demi about the Trade Me project taken from her TikTok account. Hi, I'm Demi. I started the Trade Me project
0: in May of 2020 with a quest to trade a single bobby pin for a house. The rules are simple. Find people who are interested in the item I have and are also willing to trade. These people can't be anyone I know, and the trades can't include any cash. Sounds easy, right? These trades take days to plan, prep, and execute. I research a ton to understand the actual value of each and every offer before I trade for it. In the end, with a little determination, I'm able to make a great trade happen. In just a month, I've biked to all corners of San Francisco just to get a trade. I've lost trades and then I found them in the mail. I've become a sneakerhead and I've learned the ins and outs of all sorts of electronics, all while on this crazy journey to trade a bobby pin for a house. Even though the journey seems impossible, I now have over 3 million of you guys cheering me
1: on every step of the way. There's no way I'm stopping. Okay, now you're up to speed. Let's head to Alana's interview with Demi.
0: Well, I would love to basically just hear how you got started with this and maybe like give me how you, how you came up with the idea. Personally, I've always been a side hustler. I actually use Shopify for a company called Hipster Pins that I started, which was like enamel pins that Ooh. said like the future is female. And I sold like almost 100,000 pins through Shopify Yeah. So that was wild. And that sort of took off on its own. So even then with Instagram, I had like 20,000 followers there and I was like, oh, this is huge. This is so great. And now like looking back, I'm like, that's nothing. And then now I also presently run something called Tangerine Rentals through Shopify. So it's a wedding rental company. So I send out wedding dresses every single weekend. So I literally just got off the phone with the bride and was like, Hope your wedding's great. Like this is gonna be so much fun. I just set your dress, it's coming tomorrow. So I think none of my friends were surprised when this happened because they were like, this girl just like never stops and is like always sort of like coming up with weird things. So even my coworkers who've like now seen me on the news or on TMZ are like, this is just typical. Like this is just not anything out of the ordinary. So I think honestly. The whole idea started because of quarantine, you're sitting there, you're not really doing that much. And I was on YouTube, looking at TED Talks and just sort of like, you know, doing like your average, like scrolling, watching videos. And I came across Kyle McDonald. So that's the guy that created the red paperclip. And it's been about 15 years now since he did it. And still, it was resonating with me. I was like, this is amazing. Like the fact that he was able to do this. And I sort of took it as a challenge and was like, if you could do this 15 years ago, and I Googled and nobody else had done it since then and no women had done it for sure. So I was like, this is awesome. I can totally do this. And so I ran it by a few friends and they're like, this is really wild. Like, good luck. Like you would be the person crazy enough to do this. (laughs) And now I think the conversation was more like, okay, well, if you get this house and now it's like, when you get this house, it's very like, great. now we think you're actually like onto something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like at the beginning I was a little bit apprehensive and trying to figure out like how far I could even get. And now as the trades are getting bigger and bigger, there's this just like feeling of like, I'm definitely not going to stop now. There's just no way. I feel like all it takes is like a little bit of determination and a lot of time. And yeah, it, It really is just wild to see every trade. I'm surprised. Like looking at the 2005 or 6 project, the original project, the more trades that he did, like the more insane the swaps Mm -hmm. got. Like there was a walk on. I think the ultimate one before the house was a walk on part in a movie, and the one before that was like a meet and greet with Kiss or something. Yeah right so do you expect them to kind of get to that level or do you think you'll sort of you'll sort of be a little bit more grounded or I mean I really don't know like that's the thing is, like every time I'm like I'm not going to get into this and then I find myself in it and I'm like okay this is where I'm at now like this is the new normal and like, what's interesting is I haven't talked to Kyle specifically but I did do an interview um where they interviewed me and then they were able to interview him so he gave me some advice even though I didn't talk to him directly and he was actually mentioning that he was trying to go for these crazy things because they didn't have a dollar value on them. So he thought maybe it was right. faster if somebody couldn't be like, oh, that's only worth X amount of money because there wasn't a value, which I thought is really interesting. Um, you know, because right now everybody is like really like looking at every single thing and taking that value yeah. and deciding for themselves. You know, and it's funny because I think every time I'm like, I don't know how I would possibly get, like, I think at the beginning I was like, there's no way I could get an iPhone. And so right now in my head, I'm like, there's no way I could get, like, a kiss, whatever, like, meet and greet. But, but, like, anything is possible at this point. I think I surprise myself. Like, every couple of weeks I have to look back when I'm, like, frustrated or feel like I'm not making progress and be like, okay, last week I had a vacuum. Like, things are happening. A vacuum that you have to do, like, maintenance to as well. Like, I got it. I was like, oh, okay. Like it was, it looked like it had been hit against the wall a few times. There was like white paint all over it. And I was like, oh no, like this person, but then it came off. Like I put nail polish remover on it and it came right off. I was like, all right, nail polish remover for everything at this point. That's the sort of entrepreneurial spirit, I think as well. And so it's interesting to know that you have that background and working also with an app that's also perhaps maybe a less traditional uh, career and then you put all these hustles on the side. It does seem like this is the next thing that's like, what is something a little bit stranger I could do? (laughs) I know, I know. It's just so funny because people that know me are like, this does not surprise me at all. Like this, you could convince somebody to like take something off your hands that they don't need at all, which has just been so funny. Like I've watched people say like, okay, I'm not going to trade. And then like 24 hours later, I end up trading with them and they're like, okay, yeah, I do want it <laughs> after I've like sold it to them as like, but it's this. And it's like really good quality. Uh, I was joking yesterday that I feel like a used car salesman. I'm like, here's this used <laughs> item I have. And like, man, if you get something else. So, it, and I think what's also funny is with the sneakers, they were like men's, like size ten, very large shoes, and so people weren't seeing my face when I was like on Facebook or on any of these groups. They were just seeing the pictures of the trades. And so then I walk up, and they're like, "Were you wearing these? Like, what?" <laughs> like, no, it's part of a project. These are not mine. I don't own like men's nine or ten shoes. Um, so I think that's funny too. It's like the surprise when people like see you in real life and. Absolutely. And what I also love is that you're just pedaling around town doing this as well, like biking up just to like, the, it's like 10 o'clock at night to make the train. Oh my God. I mean, it's so funny because I get a lot of like questions why I'm always on my bike, but I don't have a car. I haven't driven a car in years. So my bike is really like the way I get around. So it has been crazy. When you look at San Francisco, it's also very hilly. So I'll look at the map and be like, oh you no, know, like this is where I'm going. It's like straight up somewhere. And I'm like, all right, like is it worth it for this xbox like i carried that that xbox specifically was so heavy, and it I, I was on my bike with it just sweating and i was like this is what i've done it's like this is where this like crazy spirit is where like you are literally biking straight up a hill with a giant xbox in your bag and like you're fine with it and yeah it it has taken me to some crazy corners of the world 10 p.m at night you know, obviously trying to be as terrible as possible and like bringing my husband with me, so people are always commenting that like he's recording at all times. So he's yeah. no further away from me than a couple feet. So it just like doesn't ever end. No, but I mean that's how you know you're hungry for it, right? Like you're uh, peddling up the hill with this brick of controllers and stuff in your bag. Yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> And then every time, like, and then it just turns into a good story. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember when I was doing that. And now I have, like, an iPhone, which is so much better and so much smaller and doesn't require me to carry something heavy, which... So you live in San Francisco as well, which is, like, known for extremely high rent and, like, property prices. Anything. So it was this part of the reason that this appealed to you, too? Totally. Totally. I mean, it to so many people a house in san francisco feels just like this thing that is like the most ridiculous thing possible to want to get because it's so out of reach like it just does not even enter people's minds that they could have a house here because it's just so expensive so when i was thinking about like what is the smallest thing i have and i found the bobby pin in my house and i was like okay i think this is probably the cheapest thing i own and then was looking around like okay what's the hardest thing i could possibly do and was like okay a house makes sense um (laughs) I think the question I always get is like where is the house going to be and at this point like this has been such an adventure that I don't really care I think I'm just going to be excited to get a house and see where it's going to be and I've told some people like if it ends up being like somewhere super rural or somewhere where I can't work my job like obviously I want to think about it because this is just like a crazy Mm -hmm. thing but also you know, I'm considering, like, what does it look like to donate it to somebody who's a follower that needs a house or, like, has a family or, you know, I think that's also an option. So it's, it's really less about, like, what the house looks like or where it ends up being. and It's more about, like, the journey of getting there and being able to do it and just proving that it's possible. Um, what I do with the house, I think I'll figure out when I get there and we'll see what happens. But, yeah. But it's sort of like a—it's just the dream of having a property like that, and the way that you hustled a very non-traditional way to get it. Totally, but uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a fantastic journey. Oh my god, so crazy! I mean, the other thing too that's really has been really eye-opening is just—you know—you make all these side hustles and you work on all these things, and then you make one thing and it resonates so much with so many people that you're like, wow, like another person is seeing themselves in me, like I've seen like Trade Me Project Berlin, Trade Me Project Belgium, Trade Me Project India. And it's like pretty cool to be able to see like almost a worldwide phenomenon happening of people being like, oh, like a house seems really crazy, but I have this small thing and maybe I could get there. And it's cool to see other people really trying and even if it's like they're not going for a house, they're going for an Xbox or they're going for whatever. Like, it's amazing to have people realize that it is totally possible and like just putting in the hustle and the time and watching other people's journeys. And I've gone in and commented on several people and they're all like, oh my God. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see that too. Absolutely. I think it's really cool just to see what people come up with like you said, to go from something tiny to something big. Like also I've been following projects oh, yeah. with his like oh three thousand dollar pillow that he stuck with me. Actually it's so funny so that he actually just uh reached out to me on Instagram this morning to see if I would trade. But I just don't know if I want that pillow on my hands. Like I really I just don't know. Like, I really, I don't know if I need a $3,000 pillow on my head. You've already watched someone else hold on to this pillow for so long now. So, <laughs> I, I know. Every time, every time, like, he, when he with me, I, like, went through all of his stuff and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's got to be tough. Like, it's just got to be tough yeah. to be stuck. Because I, I felt like I was stuck at points. And granted, it was only a few days. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm stuck. Like, I've been stuck for two days. <laughs> you know, it's fine. But yeah I think it just shows you how tough it is like it really it really is tough and it's really like a thousand no's and a thousand like what's wrong with you until you get like one person that might be a little Yeah, which is like business and especially e-commerce in general right like you just have a lot of it is just sticking with it a thousand percent I think there's so many lessons to be learned from just like trading all of this stuff about like making it happen and like not taking no and just you know there's so many other things that aren't just about the trades and I think you don't realize you're going to get when you are like I'm going to trade a bobby pin and you know even now like some of the friendships and like people I've met or like people I never would have met um yeah it's just been awesome totally it's been it's been great to follow a bit because TikTok really you can go viral I mean in like what 30 seconds and you put it up there and then next minute you have like a million hits or something yeah it, it honestly was I set up the TikTok account thinking like oh I'm just going to track this for myself this is going to be like a really fun project just for me I put the video up just to like remember what I was treating. And then within like two or three days, it was like over a million. And I was like, this is wild. And then it was like 2 million. And then it's like 3 million. And I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm almost at three and a half million. So I'm like, this is just like insanity that it keeps on growing. And yeah, it's, it's just wild. That is crazy. And then like the views are something else in themselves aside from the followers. So the numbers are just like, I don't know, they're astronomical and that you just, it's like a snowball. It just keeps collecting. And then really it's become an avalanche of know, views it's and so stuff. weird like one video i was looking has like 28 million or something and i'm like what does that even that number doesn't even like make any sense to me i'm like how many people is that like how many like states is that I, like it it's just wild yeah. and it keeps going up and so i think you're right like people will watch the whole journey if they just join then they go through and watch every single video yeah. But then even the ones that are like really old now really old like a month old are like still getting more views yeah. and i'm like it's just never ending. That's, I mean, that's exactly what, what I did. Is I was like, what? Do, I think maybe the one that I saw was the snowboard. Okay. Was it the snowboard one? And then, of course, you had like four or so videos before that. So I was like, what else? What did you start it? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> like you said, to see so many international versions as oh, well. God. The read paperclip uh, story is something that I knew, and I was always like, that's so cool. How did he do it? But I just never thought to start it myself. Exactly. Yeah. I- yeah. People have got nothing but time at the moment, right? In quarantine and a lot of people have lost jobs or school is on hold. I know. That's what I keep saying. Every time I get, I get like a bunch of random emails being like, oh, I just lost my job or I don't know how I'm going to do this or whatever. And I'm like, go for it. Try it. You know, like, what do you have to lose? We have time. And I think the crazy thing is too, more people are willing than you think to make these trades and the people that are willing to trade are like some of the nicest people all of my friends I think have been very worried about like the safety and all of these people nice and real and every person I've traded with has been over the top just like the nicest person really excited to make the trade so I think that adds to the excitement when the other person is like very excited and very nice and normal. totally i mean i think that's the thing with e-commerce in general is if you're you're giving people something they're giving you something in return but ultimately everyone wins mm-hmm. so yeah it, it's turned into a good thing it's so nice it's kind of, sort of restores your faith in uh, humanity a little bit totally i mean i i was like this is either going to go really poorly and i'm going to get scammed especially with the sneakers i was like i am obviously right. doing a ton of research, but I'm also putting like a fair amount of trust in somebody that, you know, they're going to ship the right thing. They're not going to ship me like a box full of bricks or, you know, or they're not going to give me fake sneakers. And obviously I do everything I can to take photos and get it double checked by people that know what they're doing. But there's always like that worry. And when it works out, I think it's it's such a good feeling. So you're like, okay, it's a really nice person. Like the person I traded the first sneakers with, could not have been nicer. The two boys of the second one—they're probably, I don't know, eighteen—and they were like, "Can we take a picture with you after it was all over?" And I was like, "This is awesome! Like, this is crazy! Cool!" Yeah, yeah, that just happened to be a part of it as well. That's, uh, <laughs> it's so God. good. So um, how long do you think that it's going to take? Do you have any sort of timeline or you're just sort of cruising? So what's interesting is it took Kyle a full year. So the Red Paper I didn't realize just how long it took when I watched it the first time because, you know, in the video, it seems really quick. His took a full year. So I am, what, a month and a half in, a little bit more than a month and a half. Things are moving. So I'm giving it a few more months. And I think I'm just going to do like every month or so, just do a look back and see how far it's taking me. And then I think I'll have a better idea. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I can do it in like six months. Like I told, I was telling somebody, Kyle's took a year, but also he, you know, it was 15 years ago. So I'm lucky that there is so much on the internet and there's so much like TikTok and things like that that hopefully Mm -hmm. can connect me to people that, would be interested. Whereas Kyle, he was joking in the interview that, you know, he was calling people on his phone, just like looking up phone numbers and calling them. Oh, yeah. I mean, so we'll see. I mean, it's yeah. tough. I, I have a feeling that once they get bigger, they're actually going to get harder because it's just hard to have somebody want to trade for something that's $5,000 or $10,000. You know, most of this I know people have their things that they actually want. So I have had people, which I think is interesting, they are really interested in something I have so they will go out and like actually go buy something to trade with me so they're like oh wow yeah so the number one rule is like I can't use any cash I can't trade but how you go get your items? so they'll go to their friends and say like hey I really want these shoes and this girl like said she would take these 10 things does anybody have that and they'll go find other people for me so it's like this line of trading happening which is like a whole other chain of uh, people hustling to do to get there. And <laughs> I know I thought about actually getting that person to then go record themselves and how they got their yeah. items and then give me my item, but haven't done it yet. Wow. And you were saying as well that you're the the only woman who has done this. And looking at your other businesses as well, they're very like skewed towards women as well are you like a big big advocate for women in business and e-commerce and you're hoping to really add this to your story yeah totally so um I actually started my career off at Apple so I worked at Apple um at the Apple headquarters on the iPhone on actually the maps department for four years when I was out of school and I was on a team of 60 men so at Apple obviously they want to tell you that there's so many women at Apple and there are, but I joked like at points I would have the women's bathroom just as my own personal bathroom. Like I would have 10 stalls to myself. I'm like, Oh, this is lovely. I just like leave all of my items in here. And I think it shows you like just how much of a disparity there is with like women in tech or women in business. And, uh, that to me was really eye opening out of college because in college, you know, you're surrounded with people that are women, men, whoever, and, Going into Apple, I was like, wow, this is really a thing. And I think now it's more of like everything is a challenge. So my head is constantly like, all right, what can I do next? So, like with the enamel pins, like after the election, I was like, I got to go do something. Okay, I'm going to go make pins. Mm -hmm. And it blew up. And then after I got married, I was like, wow, I don't need my wedding dress anymore. What did I buy this for? I spent so much money. I would love to rent it. So I went out and, you know, I have a closet in my closet full of wedding dresses now that I'm sending to other brides. So it's always like, is there something missing that somebody else hasn't done? And like, how do I go make that happen? And it's always just the challenge yeah. of like, if somebody hasn't done it, then like I can probably go do it. So that, yeah, with the Kyle thing, it was like, okay, no woman's done it and nobody's done it in 15 years. So let's do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of, uh, you see a lot of opportunity in uh, in some I don't know the things that maybe are a little bit bleak say the election or like after your wedding that's an expensive thing what can you do now with that dress you don't use yeah I mean I think, <laughs> I joke it's like a sickness I'm like most people don't see like the things that are missing and like trying to fill them in and I feel like I I have a running list of like 40 different things that I've tried and I think that's the other thing it's like yeah you see the things that work for people you don't see the things that like don't work are complete failures are the worst idea you've ever had in your life and then you have to like go back and figure out like why that was a bad idea but with your ideas do you just do you collect them all and like sort of do you actually make physical notes and and plans like yeah so I have a notes section on my phone and every time I have an idea I'll spend like a month or so on it and I can typically tell like okay this has no traction everyone thinks this is a terrible idea like even with the rental company it's really funny because on Facebook I'll reach out to groups of people and say what do you think about this this is my idea this is my website and mm-hmm. I had probably like six months ago a group of people just say they thought it was a scam there's no way you could rent wedding dresses and give me I mean, I was in tears and it was all women. And I was like, this is so bad that there are so many women that can, you know, trash other women. And my husband was like, you know what? They think you're crazy. And like, you got to take it as fuel. And it's so funny because last night I posted the TikTok video in the same group of women. And I'm getting all of these amazing comments. And then somebody at the end was like, wait a second were you also Tangerine Rentals, the wedding company? And I'm like, yup, and just did a thumbs up, and there were all these just, like, shocked faces. And I'm like, you know, it's such a good feeling to feel like the people that, like, thought you were a scam and, like, couldn't possibly do it, and now they're, like, yeah. turning around being like, oh, my gosh, like, who is this person? And, I'm like, why is she doing wedding dresses and also trading for a house and like, also has a full-time job? And, yeah, I, I just have to take it as fuel and you know don't let the haters get you down yeah absolutely I think that's great advice I mean that's literally like the the um, pretty woman moment right like big mistake huge (laughs) yeah yeah I mean it's so true and I mean especially with women it's so hard because I feel like sometimes it just gets so bad and you're like we need to be sticking together like you we should be like figuring this out all together instead of like making it worse but you know that's the internet too there's always going to be good and the bad and you have to take it for and it's. yeah and I think often as well that's maybe if someone doesn't have that mindset the hustle sort of entrepreneurial mindset whatever you like to call it then maybe the the idea when it's presented seems kind of like oh crazy mm-hmm. but then if they were in a different situation and they had a best friend getting married and the best friend was like oh I don't really want to spend that much money but I would like a nice dress, like they would see the idea as a whole different solution totally totally yeah I mm-hmm. think just like being in the situation you realize like it does make sense but of course random person yeah. on facebook group that's just throwing out random <laughs> ideas left and right you're probably like who is this woman and like when will she but i think that's a great that's a great way of sort of um testing your ideas as well Is just to throw it out there into a group i've never really heard of people doing that their- with uh, business ideas with, with websites maybe like write my website mm-hmm. but just to say what do you think about this idea that's um ballsy and a really good idea yeah. oh thanks it's crazy it really it really <laughs> is i have surveys that i've done from years ago that i joke i'm like this is the worst idea and people rated it a good idea and i you know i'll get 2500 people replying with like results and it's just funny to look back, like even before when I thought 20,000 people on Instagram was huge and now I'm looking at three and a half million and I'm like, what is this even? Like, how, how do you even connect with three and a half million people? Like, how how does that even work? Yeah, that's crazy, but you're doing it. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm wary of taking up your day, but it has been so lovely to speak to you about this whole it's so fun to just like talk to random people. When you reach out, I was like, oh, this is so random and sure, we'll do it. I, I think the world is so small and like there's always something, like I can help somebody with or like a connection I can make that like someday you may-, may end up in San Francisco and whatever. And you'll, you know, remember this conversation. But the world is small. The world's so small. Cool. Well, I'll let you start your day. Thank you so much, Demi. Yeah, it was so nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you and uh, I'll be watching. So I'm happy to see where, where it goes next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening. And if you want to check out what Demi's doing and what she's trading this week, head to TikTok or Instagram. The handle is at Trade Me Project and you can follow her journey. If you would like to read Alana's post, all you need to do is head to obelo.com and it's right there on the blog. It's a really good read. There's lots of graphics and you can see all of the interesting objects that she has been trading over the past couple of months. While you're there, be sure to check out our YouTube account and of course, subscribe to Start Yours. We've got two episodes a week of the podcast. And if you have a question, a thought, a comment that you would like to share with our team, all you need to do is send us an email, podcast at obelo.com. Until next week, we'll see you soon.